Hello and welcome to Stories Mother Told. Today's episode is a Shona folktale from Zimbabwe. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Let me take you back to Africa. Today's story is titled, The King Called for a Feast. Once upon a time, in the sacred land of King Shumba, the rains had come and there was plenty of harvest in the fields. The fields still had some leftover crops that were left to provide the rodents and other creatures with food. These animals knew how to preserve the ecosystem, all was balanced with the soils and the land use. The forests were green with trees fruiting everywhere. This was a good year and many more like these followed. And so the king thought of throwing a party to commemorate the riches that they had seen in these years. He wanted to thank the animals and their god for providing this to them. The king sent his guards to go and summon everyone to come and feast at the palace. As usual, it was the vice chair who was Mr. Elephant and his delegates who went around rounding off people. The difference between this and the other meetings was the type of calling that signified some calmness and peace. The people knew it was a party. They began bathing and dressing up for the festivities. The rooster was riding on the elephant as usual, with the monkeys monkeying around, calling out for people to come. Come round, come round, for the party is prepared for you. Come and enjoy with your king. A good king calls on his own people and celebrates with them. So come people, come, come on, come all. At such festivities, there were chefs that were chosen to go and prepare the buffet. The king's wife, the queen, was the one in charge of this department, so she knew whom she needed on these teams. They gathered all the types of rice, from jasmine, basmati, wild rice, you name it, it was there. There were all sorts of meats, vegetables, tubers, fresh and cooked were laid at the buffet as the people began trickling in at the palace. The party began in the early hours of the evening as the sun started to descend. This was the king's favorite time for partying because there would be a nice breeze coming over the westerlies that drove the heat away. The pots of sadza, which is their staple food in the south, were now foaming on the multiple stoves that lined the outskirts of this king's homestead. The male animals sat by the king's inner core, discussing the most prevalent issues of the land. The young females and those that were middle-aged ran around helping the queen to lay dishes they needed. Some that were seen sitting down were those that were lazy or the gossipy ones, who just wanted to indulge in food and go back to their homes to snooze. The babies from different animals were playing along with each other. The ones that were still breastfeeding would crawl, go and play, and come back to their parents to suckle. There was peace and harmony, and the king was happy to see all his kingdom coming together like this. There was a brew to thank the gods that had been brewed, and it was called Seven Days. This was the first brew since the years of droughts in King Shumbu's land. Those who drank this beer did not need to drink much, just a gourd or two and they all went berserk. The beer was spot on, strong and tasty. The woman who brewed this for the king was known for her expertise. By the time the turtle family arrived, the satsa was just about to be served. The dancers were entertaining the crowds. Groups and groups of such had been hired to come from far, specifically for this occasion. The drums, umbiras, and lots of marimbas were played on the day. The king stood up and as usual, the crowd stood up, clapped, whistled, ululated, 
and danced to hail their king. He then jumped into the circle with the dancers and called his wife to come and dance with him, but she was too shy. She just watched from where she was. Their eyes met and they smiled at each other. The other animals knew how much these two were in love and they had learned so much from the two. They clapped their hands until he told them to stop. Okay guys, he said panting, enough of us lovebirds. Okay, the birds chirped as they heard this and they clapped their hands to hail the king. And one of the peacocks said aloud, See, the lions call themselves birds even if they are not birds in real life. See, we can call ourselves mm, mm, fish or lizard. Or he did not finish and the king interjected. Thank you, birdies. We love you too. Okay, everyone. Today is not a time to do anything other than eating, drinking and merrymaking. So I am going to sit down right now and leave all of you to begin the party. Mr. Unzu has chosen people to help the party be in order like always. So words of wisdom, please obey these guys as you would your own king, because they have my blessings. The rabbit was the master usher. He was in charge of making sure all the animals wash their hands before they begin to eat. He stood up and reiterated the way he needed all the animals to follow and come back to the buffet tables. They had to stand up, family by family, and go to the well, wash their hands and then go straight to the buffet that was on the other side of the well. The animals stood up and went to wash their hands and quickly came back and took to the buffet tables that were full of food. The baboons and monkeys were the last ones to get food. The problem was that one of the prerequisites of getting the food was to show your hands to the rabbit and then head to the food. But since these animals used their hands to walk, by the time they got back, their hands would be dirty already. The rabbit kept on sending them back to the well as the other animals were busy feasting and enjoying the music. They went back a dozen times, and the babies were getting restless, but the rabbit refused to budge. He kept his word, and he said he was doing his job to the best of his knowledge. After some time, they grew tired and some left to go, but the rest sent a word to the king, who was not surprised by the rabbit's ruthless behavior. He actually thought that he had learned his lesson well, but was proven wrong. The rabbit remained the same, a trickster. By the time the king intervened, Almost all the food was gone, and all that was left for them to eat were the scraps of what was once delicious. The baboons and monkeys were so angered by how they had been treated that after the party, they vowed never again to speak to the rabbit and his family. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. As usual, please do not forget to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and any other platforms you listen to it on. Also, hit the subscribe button and share the podcast with a friend. If there are any stories you would like to listen to, feel free to send me an email at storiesmothertold at gmail.com. Until next week, see ya.